Welcome all. I'm your host, Sully. And once again, got another special guest, music artist, Levoy. How are you? I'm good. Very busy lately. She hails from Michigan. Yes, I was born in Michigan, but I'm based in Austin. I lived in LA. I've lived in New York. I've had pals in Michigan, uh, family, fodder for one. But yeah, it we actually just went to the Ann Arbor area for a family wedding. That was oh nice. But um, yeah, you were, really you were a Lansing gal, and now you're here in Austin, Texas. <laughs> well, I I was there when I was a little kid. I don't remember a single thing. I just like that I was born in Lansing because um, I'm a singer, so, and many things I wear mm-hmm. many many different hats. <laughs> You've gotten into dancing and. Uh, graphic design as well as filmmaking and yes all the things why my why why does most of it all gel why do you uh, i think you have this fearless leap into all this different um, material? well in today's day and age it's very useful to be resourceful and thank mm-hmm. god for you too i grew up learning how to do things um it's on so YouTube. much better and all the I mean, colleges <laughs> just like... not to age myself but i mean there was prodigy and i do remember the dial-up days but um you could still search stuff on internet and you could still be in a chat room and ask somebody how to do something and so i taught right? myself how to code when i was really really super young all right like i grew up with the when computers were being made i know i've missed a was window that before or after you got into computer science in college no that was um <laughs> I was a kid when computers were being built and made. Gotcha. I mean, so like the, you know, there was no, Apple wasn't the same Apple it was today. It was like a black yeah. <laughs> Not DOS <even> screen. <laughs> so um, that's, what they, that's what they taught us back in, back in the day. So I'm, um, I look younger than I am, um, but we're not going to talk about how old I am. And then, um, so then from there, <laughs> Um, want just wanting to my parents uh, I grew up in a, as a restaurant child and I watched my mm-hmm. parents be very resourceful and we didn't really have anything so if I want and my parents didn't support me in my art music or um, they let me do it because I would be really unhappy if they didn't but they also are very Asian or were very Asian about it and they didn't uh, want me to, they wanted me to be a doctor or lawyer. So anyway, I had to teach myself all these things. So either way, very strict, but yes. been, they gave you permission to do it, but they weren't going to give any time, extra time or money. They're just like, hey, okay, by this time, you still got to come downstairs, do your homework. <laughs> yeah, I still had to Breakfast. teach, uh, I had to take oh, math courses and all this stuff. But extra, like more than Everybody's a normal kid. favorite math. <laughs> um, but I had, to, so if I wanted a CD cover, I had to teach myself how to use Photoshop. I had to teach myself how to um, write a song. I had to teach myself how to use MIDI, like in the early stages of MIDI, where you had to like turn it and screw it and you didn't have an interface to put on your desk and plug in and use me. <laughs> this is like way before then. <laughs> right. You was, and people are going to listen. They're like, USB, what's that? Yeah. It's like, ugh, <laughs> you nerds. Uh, no, well, yeah, no, the, I mean, people know what USB is, but you had, like, back in the day, you literally, there was, it was the way the connector was made. It looked like a big, bulky mm. printer connector, and you had to <laughs> screw it on the back on both sides. Anyway, so I had to, I'm luckily, you know, gratefully, my parents let me work at the restaurant at a very young age, and um, I had cash, so I could go to the music store and buy stuff, 
Um, so yeah, I had to teach myself everything from graphic design. I had, I basically was just my own little tiny business at a very young age. Taught myself how to code, built my own websites. I had more than one. I still do. Um, I come up with ideas all the time, but the only thing that stuck is my production company just because I love to do it. And I have clients and I build websites for them. And a lot of them are artists and musicians. Um, and when I lived in LA, I worked with a music producer. So I learned a lot about the business. Okay. I didn't take it in school though. I did study. Um, I'm I only one class away from getting my audio engineering certificate. Um, but yeah, so uh, but you have I mean even that anything you do you have to teach yourself. So I taught myself all these tools and skills so that I could be a self sufficient artist musician. This is really neat. So just straight on out, you already noticed some barriers that you had to cross, and yes. then at the same time. Like very little time, you know, for typical kids where we can just BS and, you know, keep to ourselves, goof around and not think of worry about the future. And you pretty much got a head start where you're just like, I already got to think about what I want to do and it's not going to happen overnight. So I already got a plan, you know, 20 years in advance. basically. I did, but I had a, you know, I, I had money probably in the last probably 10 years. Luckily the first song I released with dead. Hello. He, he and I won an award. That was the first song I released. And we had like, I went to red carpet and everything. I'm really grateful. I know I'm really big into manifesting. Um, but I was already, oh, I'm not going to say my age. Uh, what I consider or what I thought would be my prime and I had already I was married and divorced but I was still making art I was still doing productions and while I was married and that proved to me you know I didn't really I left him for several reasons but I'm um, sorry you had to deal with that that's another... it made me stronger and it made me realize you know he didn't really support me I, I wanted him to like be there on set and do all the things too and I see these couples and they're so supportive of each other and they're power couples. Um, and I wanted that, but I, I did it all on my own. So when I went to LA and I was a single and, and divorced, I was like, you know, I really can't do anything. I really, if I just put my mind to it, if I stick to it long enough, but um, yes, I was an eight year old at when well, I'm not telling you when, but at that time, and I was calling music stores. I was like, why do you think people are not taking me seriously in music? that was like me at eight <laughs> you know it it does stink though because like there are some kids that are smarter than the average bear and then there's others who are on the right path but you know uh, and convincing others that you're more mature than the typical you know full-hearted kid is just so kind of stressful you know because you're having to kind of just let others know hey i get it I do. I'm in on the joke. You know, I'm actually, I'm just because I'm a kid doesn't mean I want to do kid things. I want to actually, you know. <laughs> well, I felt, you know, there are kids that like to play music. And I feel like kids this age are so lucky. They can connect on the internet. They can teach themselves even more. They don't more. know how good they got it. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, I'm not going to advertise this app, but um, I haven't personally used it, but I was dreaming of an app that you just sing into and then MIDI will convert it into an actual instrument. And they have that now. I'm like, I've been wanting this for so long. It costs a lot of money. And I'm like, eh, should I? Uh, wouldn't that be wild if like, I buy a guitar or, or buy some that? other company promoted it and then like 
talent scouts go on there and basically go on their talent no talent <laughs> um well i mean if you're writing a song and you make up your own melodies that that's a hit song basically if people like there it there you go so yeah. that's all you need and that's what a really great songwriter is i personally cannot read music very well um but you want to put yourself around people who are more talented than you. If you're if you're the smartest in the room, then you're not in the right place. You're not going to ever grow from that. Exactly. When I was in my band working on my EP, I felt that way a lot of the times. They're very intelligent. And I feel like the work that we are going to put out, it's not out yet, um, is quality. Mm-hmm. And you noted how your music is also... Like it just comes from your spirit. That's where you find it. Um, yeah, so you do your research. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you stupid questions. Like what's your favorite color? Wow. I don't know where they come from. I, I like to also say they're from the ether. And mm-hmm. so, like I'll, I, it happens a lot. And lately I haven't been waking up in the middle of the night to record the song, but I'll get a whole entire song, beat melody and everything. And it can be in any genre. It can be from classical to pop to, I mean, uh, sometimes there are even like songs from another country that I don't understand. That I, I don't know where they come from, but a lot of them, my songs get written in the shower, believe it or not. And um, you're like the fifth person who's told me that it's <laughs> it just comes. Um, or I'll because start to hum you're something. thinking about all these th- other things while you're pretty much, you know, just trying to do a simple chore, personal hygiene thing, and then you're just kind of. It's interesting. It's just when you're doing all these other productive things, just all these other create creative ideas come to fruition. But it is interesting in that uh, not only is it sometimes uncalled for, but it's the best kind of just kind of improvisation where you're just like, wow, <laughs> I, I, now I need to write this down, but I still got to finish I recorded it on my uh, iPhone memo. Oh, nice! Uh, this is smart. That's great. lots, lots of lots of um, more successful songwriters <laughs> than me do it too, and it's it's really fun to know that their process is very similar to mine. I didn't copy it from them; it just came naturally. When I was a kid, um, I would press record on the tape recorder, mm. and um, yeah. again, my parents weren't very they didn't pay actually honestly for me to go to music school and everything so the reason that i can't read music data or play an instrument super well is just my fault (laughs) i I didn't really like practicing as a kid um i liked the performance part of it i liked writing melodies down i liked the lyric part of it so learning how to put a song in a key is 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 the way i can communicate that's pretty much as much as and tempo and when i find somebody talented enough to play with me then um I have a song. Uh, I also write very easily in the pick when I'm driving. <laughs> so songs do come to me driving. Do you ever um, drive like a bat out of hell when you hear a good jam and <laughs> uh, gets excited? <laughs> um, I have had an art teacher in high school. I, we were at a red light or something, and I did music then too. And I was booking gigs on my own <laughs> at cafes. Nice. Um, not like every weekend, I wish, but there, you know, I, I didn't, I could only go so far <laughs> before my parents would kill me. So, um, you know, it'd be like two blocks down the street, you know, there'd be a cafe. And um, anyway, so he was laughing at me because he's like, I saw you jamming out and like, you were like bashing your hands. I think it was, it was probably like Talanis Morissette or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you currently got 
two songs fighting love was kind of cool because i was just getting a real just 90s kind of oh really rock vibe and somebody love was i think your first one that you did with the band dead hello and somebody to love is 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 the rock song so um mm-hmm. is the song that um we had the drummer david hildago jr so his dad was the senior was in the original band with social distortion it was a really big band back in the day big big band and yet when you oversaturated then it's hard to branch out again and then other people sometimes want more of that and you don't necessarily want to do more of that so it's it's a lot of just so you putting think they're hardware drawner i don't know i just um and <laughs> I'm just grateful that we had someone so talented to be on it because it definitely helped. And and honestly, I used my real name. So if you go to my website, you can see my real name on there. And But they've um, taken it down, I guess, because they couldn't find me or whatever. But we did win an award. It's real. And I have I have it on there. We were the red carpet. I've posted it somewhere online. Um, nice. So that's the very first song I released. And, you know, it got noticed. I'm really grateful for that. And um now I have my EP and I've been holding back. I've sang it on Instagram and stuff. So I haven't really, really kept it under wraps, but nobody's heard like the, whoever follows me, they haven't heard the real full versions of the song with the whole band. So I'm very excited. Uh, I have one more song on the EP and it, um, I have to fund it. So um, I am right now, trying to figure out where that's coming from. I, I haven't put down a fundraiser because I don't like the rules that come with it or I want to do kind what of ridiculous. I, if it doesn't I get want, fully funded, yes. they'll still get the, you don't get to keep the money, what you did earn. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I am trying to, I have gotten into debt, um, but I'm, I'm getting back out of it. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I have, Sorry. I have um, been funding it myself, but I have a job and then I also have, you know, clients. So every time I get a new web client, it really, really does help. Thank you, y'all. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm working my way, paying the, the to the next song and uh, my, my producer lets me break up the work so that I can pay him as we go. I'm so freaking grateful for him. <laughs> um where did your former band the lucky love like where where does that name come from i know you guys had to break up because well we didn't really break up um josh wanted to leave the band to pursue other musical endeavors and the original i guess people in the band was my drummer and i and Mm -hmm. uh, we were in another band but i got tired of being a line producer so um Uh, I, I thought, you know, since we're not actively playing gigs and I don't have a whole marketing, I I know what I want to do in my mind, but I don't have a whole marketing, um, produced yet. Meeting every Sunday didn't make sense to me, you know, band practice. And there were a lot of people coming and going in the band, like it was Grand Central Mm. Station. (laughs) And gotcha. then um, I was paying for everyone just for gas, you know, very small amount um, <clears throat> to come to band practice. And a lot of times they wouldn't practice because we didn't have a show. And I noticed when we had a show, those people, the new people uh, would practice. So, and then people were coming and going. So Lots I was thinking, 
Well, it's part of being in a band or just being managing a business same thing like if you have something you're releasing people work their ass off but if you're not releasing something so I just learned that you need to um I needed to hold back my funds and that uh I needed to just wait till I had a gig so I'm like you know what let me let me finish the EP and then once Mm -hmm. it's done I can make an EPK and then I can get everybody back together or who knew people, whatever it is, and just do for hire. So every time I have a show, we'll have a it's goal. All guaranteed. <laughs> and then hopefully we'll book show after show after show. And I don't really want to play every night. I can't. I have a full time job. But mm-hmm. um, honestly, I have when I was in L.A., if I, there was a band or even in Austin, but not, I don't really go out that much um, here, although I could. Um, you just don't want to go see the same band every night. So I don't see why people would want to come out and see me every night. So I don't want to oversaturate. Like we were talking about saturation, the same area. Austin's so tiny. Um, maybe we could play outside the lines of Austin, but, um, yeah, so probably play like once or twice a month. I think starting off, we'll see what happens. That's a good point. It seems like many will either, I mean, I've seen the similar thing with like comedians. They use up all their material and now they got to go back and come up with new material because they wasted it too much by overplaying or putting themselves out in the open. How do you just keep it all together? Me and my best friend on a weekly basis, we do accountability. So at the beginning of every year, we write our goals and we've been doing it for the last four years. Oh my gosh, we're maybe longer than that. Honestly, I've lost count. When we started, we both were broke as AF and um, now she's like able to, she's bought a house. She has people renting it and she's (laughs) studying to be a lawyer. She also does act. That's how we met in Hollywood. She doesn't live in Hollywood anymore. Um, And then I have this full-time job I'm very grateful for. And I work from home, which I've always dreamed about. The accountability really just helps structuring your life. and planning so if you want to reach any goals and I you know definitely not where I want to be I don't have any Emmys no Grammys no Oscars but um I will say I have worked with people who are Grammy nominated etc all the things um you think about where you want to end up so if you think that you want to live in a mansion or whatever you visualize it and then you write so what are the ingredients that would make up your life how should you structure your day and I don't overdo it. Like I'm very minimalist when it comes to mm-hmm. reaching my goals. So I might have five things to do that day. This, every week to reach those goals. When we, when I do my weekly, ideally it would be on Sunday, but we don't always make that, that Sunday. So, um, so we do a weekly review, um, a six month review and then the end of the year. And then when we started the whole process, we did a five year, a two year and a three year. I've screwed up my two and three. But, um, oh, in a 10 year, sorry, somewhere along the line, we added a 10 year and, um, all my goals really match my 10 year when I do an ended of the year review. So, um, and then I, it's amazing how we've checked off all kinds of things that we wanted to do. Um, like, like what number I wanted my credit score. It was 400. It was, it's not that like, that's the lowest I think you can have. It's pretty What What, what goal setting do you recommend for those looking for those, you know, statistics? anything that just we just you write it down recommend for others um 
when I first got divorced, I used, I, I had um, a life coach. I've had several since then. And that's really what catapulted um, me. So I, I'm not, I can't, I can't think of her name. She's amazing. Yeah. If you can find one that you gel with um, and, and there are so many options now, there used to not be any. So um, even if you go on uh, one of those works sources, can I name a brand or is that like wrong? Yeah. Whatever you got. Yeah. Oh, okay. So if you go on Fiverr, there's one that I even found and she's like, for those super... who don't know, that's a client hiring site for anything yes. from book editing to website building. So I've worked with her on and off and she's just 30 bucks <laughs> um, for good. an hour. So, but it's good to get out of sight of your head. And I also, but I also work with my bestie um, on a weekly basis and a monthly basis. And like I said, half of the year. And so we do talk about our goals or challenges and reading books. Um, I, I love Lewis Howes. I'm a huge fan of his. He had nothing. Mm-hmm. Um he lived in his family, I think, I don't know if it's his parents or sister's guest house. And I lived in my sister's guest house after I got divorced. So I kind of, I kind of um, relate to that. And he had nothing and he built himself up. And so any book he reads or any guests he has on, I highly recommend it. But my friend and I kind of, my bestie started to read books together. And that's really what shaped our future. Warren Buffett, um, he spends the first part of his day reading books. So if you can make yourself do it, you will change your entire life. And uh, gratefully, one of the first books that kind of got me down this path was the, I narrated a book and it's it's a nod to uh, Carnegie Hall's book. And um, nice. it's an amazing, good first read. And then um, from there, just there's so many books. That, um, what kind of reading in general do you, typically recommend others do because you know everyone's sometimes will only do the kind of reading like that truly interests them right and then they don't ever expose themselves to material or flesh out why they do or don't like certain things they kind of just accept or reject instantly blindly (laughs) well i think if you want you're going to have to change as a person if you want to it doesn't happen overnight. It's a slow no. thing. And what we discovered during this journey, my best friend and I, is that it, it's painful. Like, for some reason, our brain just wants us to stay safe. And like, we hate doing the things that are good for us because of our upbringing. So just like a simple example of that is like washing dishes. Um, so we learned that self-love is is success. So being mm-hmm. clean is success. Um, so making yourself read that book because you always wanted to open an origami shop. I'm just making an example. Um, make yourself read that book. It's going to suck because you hate doing that task, but you have to make yourself. And so what I recommend is to try to find someone that is successful to, if you can't find a mentor and, you know, we didn't have that luxury at first, but as you go along your journey, you will meet people and they will magically become your mentor, but you have to get started. So that's the Absolutely. first part. My father always told me growing up, like when we were, had just gotten done with a a class, whether it was high school or college, he's like, did you learn something or did you just do the work? And I thought that was pretty intriguing because yeah, it is kind of interesting with some stuff. It's like, we might know the answers, but the prof- we're getting too distracted by whether or not the professor's great at their job or 
maybe it's boring because it's too easy and we want to challenge ourselves more. It, it's just interesting how so many want to, you can tell right away who wants to be productive versus who wants to just complain and not really. Well, sometimes, honestly, for me, when I work out or when I was married, I would go on walks and I lost a, a, so much weight going on walks every day, but I complained the whole freaking time. So <laughs> I like some, it sucks. It change sucks. Sometimes it's good for you. I know exercise is good for us, but I hate freaking, I hate, you have to trick me into exercise. I if we're going to go walk to eat cheesecake, I will walk five miles to go eat cheesecake and you just got to have to trick me. So, so there, <laughs> there are little things. If just basically, if you want an end goal, it's, it's sometimes it does suck going that direction, but just make yourself freaking do it. Cause it, if it's good for you, do it. And if you have an, uh, um, if you have someone that you can, um, that you can like, uh, you look up to that is successful. So, um, if there's, for me, I don't really, I have many people. So I have, I have broken up in my mind. This person is successful in money. This person is successful in entertainment. So then I'll have a discussion with my bestie, you know, they're successful because, and then I'll, I'll implement what I think. Cause, um, I forgot his name. His name is Tim something, but he uh, makes quest bars. He's a CEO or he sold his company, I think of okay. quest bars, but he says success leaves clues. So that's why you want to find people who you admire. And you can research them and and try to mirror. And um, the great thing about the time and place where we're at right now is we have the ability to research anything. So um, I had an entrepreneur tell tell me the reason why I don't have money is completely my fault. And it's true because there are people out there, there are women out there that I've met selling stuff on Amazon, just um, making gobs of money, you know, just selling, selling home goods or whatever um Jeez. so there if you do the research do the work and put in the time you will get the results you want and along the way you'll need to be resourceful and reach out to people that you look up to and um i have just reached out to people in the industry um entrepreneurs too and you'll be surprised when they answer um so right. And it is a mindset. So once once the first person answers, like, oh, of course they want to work with me. Of course, so you have to change that mindset. <laughs> don't expect failure every time. And if they don't reach out to you, you don't want to work with them. Um, right. If if you cancel a meeting and they yell at you, you definitely saved yourself from <laughs> working with somebody you don't want to stick around with. So mm -hmm. um, just know that if it wasn't meant for you, it was never meant for you. And you're going on the, your path and don't quit, basically. <laughs> so. Again, that's a mouthful. That's great. And that's it's so balanced. Um, how would you say, so again, you got both a written out and mental checklist that you do and kind of- It's just, just a to-do list. Very, very simple. And then I ask myself if it matches the 10-year goals. Does this match my 10-year goals? And if it doesn't, I shouldn't be doing it. Exactly. It's, Spare it's yourself. Very, yeah, it's very, very simple. But, you know, save your time, save other people's time, save the effort. <laughs> um, I will go out of my way for a friend. And if I think, you know, but this is fun or this feels fucking good. Sorry. I don't know. Can I cuss on this podcast? Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> this feels really good to do. I will do it. So if it means like if my friend needs me to run an errand for her or whatever, I'll I'll go do it. 
and it, it has nothing to do with anything I'll do it um mm-hmm. but uh that's the only time if it, if it feels good and it's it's it, it does it's it's good for everybody so I'm real big into win 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 situations but if it takes up way too much time and I don't feel like I'm benefiting I will um cut back um I did like build the website for my friend for free because she wasn't in the best place but she ended up paying me so um yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful for that actually um but that's the last time I've ever done a website for free I always charge something I have like decades of experience so I shouldn't just give it away for free I'm that person that walks into the room and touches that button they're like oh my god we've been trying to find that button forever and I'm like yeah well mm-hmm. you know you when you have decades of experience you'll know what button to press it just takes time <laughs> so um, very nice so yeah I do the weekly thing and then if it doesn't match then I have to really decide whether or not it's and I think a lot of people should do this because then you wouldn't complain to your spouse or your partner or whoever because mm-hmm. <laughs> if it feels good then you're winning like you're doing that for you and you shouldn't complain because you are you already made that decision that you would do it <laughs> so when somebody says oh thank you you know you didn't have to well, no, I wanted to. And that feels better to hear friends say that than, well, you know, I felt like I had to because that's a different feeling. It's not it's not coming from. Right. It's becoming that person was a hassle. Yeah. Or... <laughs> when they bother. could have just easily <laughs> asked someone else that wanted to do it, they would have done a better job. So do you think a lot of people just aren't good at being discreet or watching their words? I think that lately I've come across people that They'll vent and be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. I'm like, well, but you shouldn't have said that anyway. They're not honest with themselves, so they don't know what they're putting out. (laughs) Or others. Yeah, they're not sure what what they're putting out. It takes, I think it takes time, a lot of time. They're letting the stress build up and wearing too many hats without really knowing themselves or their persona. Um, Exactly. And and it's okay to go through that and know, (laughs) but like the the self-evaluation or they're being a producer, so therefore they're like, well, much like a boss that gives me the right to be a dick. And it's like, no, no, that's yeah, not at all. What that again means. with those <laughs> with those books? Um, so many great one books. Of, the the one of the books I read, um, the 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 Zappos book. Um, he's passed away now. Tony Hesh, I think that's how I say his last name. But he, you, if he's a great example of how to run a company, how to be a leader, he bought camaraderie. Um, and I, I, that's my model. Um, but my parents taught me that too. My parents are really great bosses, especially my mom. <laughs> um, she, she taught me from a very young age that if you're good to the people that work with you, they'll be good to you. And that was so important in the food industry because you don't want employees. And I never witnessed it, thank God, uh, people spitting in food and, giving it to you and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, but do you hear so, those? I would hear those rumors. I would. But, but that's because my <laughs> mom was a very good nurturer of the environment. And um, that's good. So you want that. And I try to build when I have a production going on, when I have, um, when I, when I shot one of my most favorite, we were in, uh, what is it? NoHo, North Hollywood. It was a very small crew, but I did have sound. I ha- so we used a boom mic, I think, and I had a camera operator. Anyway, the the <laughs> guy the guy um, filming said that working with me was like a cool breeze. <laughs> so <laughs> that's cool. 
Um, yeah, it was a fun day with the weather was so great, but yeah, I try to, so that's stuck out in my mind because I want everybody to be that happy. Like we're all here doing what we love, expressing ourselves through art. We might as well have a good time. It doesn't have to be this stressful thing. It it never has exactly. to be. If you, if you plan be. it or you're really good. Um, I honestly have to say, well, a lot of my clients and friends say that I'm really good at controlling my emotions, but I think it's just because the trauma I don't react right away because I'm usually just shocked by what people say and then I'll react later. But I've felt found that's really helpful, like to not freak out in the moment. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, you know, let me let me just think about this or, you know, let's find a, a way like this it's is better a terrible to, idea. Let's find out why, how we can reshape it as a good yeah, idea. <laughs> instead of like just <laughs> right, reject instantly when people were close to the end of the finish line. But they just didn't state it the wrong right way. Or... Right. And, 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 and people are in their emotions at that point too. So I, and, you know, I think what really helped me is um, as a young kid being at the restaurant, people just come in angry and hungry. That really, really helped shape how I work with people in the best way. Um, because once they ate food, they were happy again. <laughs> you can actually think and be normal. <laughs> right. So going back to what you said about people just not knowing people are in their emotions too much and inside their head. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people need to communicate their honest truth more often and not worry about what people think, because in the end of the day, you're going to attract the people that are meant to be in your life. And that's so much more important than just having random people be your friend who don't really value you or even having clients that don't value your time. So, <laughs> um, so my, my father has done web mastering and you've done your share of various graphic design and everything. What, oh, what, and what, also webmaster. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Well, what do things. you feel since that's another industry where, I mean, kind of like I do security. So it's a similar thing where people have to either look at the numbers and keep hiring certain people or they, of course, you know, they, they see uh, how how they can simplify things and then they find that there was kind of an increase in people doing their own web mastering you know, once they learned the tricks of the trade uh, how do you it's really hard for people who do their own self-consulting business uh, to just kind of also still remind others hey give me a shot I can stand out better than the rest and I'm exactly what you're looking for, for your growing business. Uh, how do you, well, what do you recommend for others who are trying to actually uh, work on their sales pitch, but it, it's not quite there yet either? Um, for me, most of my successful clients, well, all my clients now, I did try to do the cold calling thing and it, it the was elevator it did, pitch alone is not easy. To do. <laughs> it didn't work for me. So yeah. all my, because I've been doing this for decades, all my clients are referrals. And I had my first referral last year, didn't work with me. Um, so that's that's a record. She broke my record, but that's okay. But at least you um, filtered it out. You didn't have to do all the outdated Yeah, trends. and it was really a low price. I don't really charge. I don't charge full price. Um, I charge what I think will close the deal. And, mm. and, and then when they go shop around, this is really where I corner it is that I know today's what rates are so when they go to someone two three people five people i'm still the lowest rate and also the person with the most experience um Mm. 
so, so you make more overtime <laughs> charging it, but that's again it has to be with the project that I love so if my friend is writing making like an EP mm-hmm. and I have a, a few of those um that's so exciting to be with my friend on the journey while they're making I already know what that's like and so the, right. so it's a it is a win 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 situation because we are learning from each other even though I have this knowledge they are better at music theory and all these other things um I don't try to convince people when they say no, I just let them leave. And then they usually come back. Oh, if they want do. to be convinced. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't have a sales pitch. I just say, Hey, this is, and this is with everything I do. This is who I am. If you like it, you can work with me. If you don't, then okay, bye. But look at all this. <laughs> look at all these. I've worked with billion dollar companies. I've had billion dollar millions. I mean, when I worked at a corporate job, I, I had clients with million dollar portfolio assets in real estate. <laughs> Um, I worked at all these product with all every single production house in LA making movie posters. Like I have a really nice, neat portfolio. I don't have to put it all online. Um, I have mm-hmm. a lot of la 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 like experience. So if you don't see the value in it, I really, I can't, you know, I can't really. And, the, and, then, and then when I talk about the price, if you don't want to be my client, I, there's nothing I could do to help you at that point. And when you talked about people who want to webmaster their own stuff, I do let my clients, I do teach them. So I do, my friend, um, I have more than one friend tell me I teach people how to fish. <laughs> so <laughs> I will teach you how to fish if you want to learn. That's, I really enjoy it. And I do include it in, in some of my packages. I do include training. Right. Um, and, and I really get a lot, a lot of joy when my, when there's a, my client's light bulb turns on and I've trained um, IT to, at my corporate jobs, hundreds of people, if not maybe over a thousand people. I don't know. I've lost count, but it's yeah, definitely yeah. hundreds of people yeah, I've taught IT to. Something to put on your tombstone. Just like um, trained a dozen people and they actually when they have light When the light turns on, <laughs> that feeling is it's just... a great reward. Yes, it is. They're like, oh my God, they got it. Like, and I've, I've literally had someone grab me on my shoulders in a computer lab. Like, <laughs> I know why you love computers. I'm like, yes, it makes you <laughs> Um, You know, just to, like when, before my parents did a point of sale system, I'm, I'm, you know, I think I've seen that happen. Like slowly my parents didn't want to have, um, they didn't want to do the paper to digital, but once they started doing digital, everything was a lot faster, better. Yeah. But my dad was literally, <laughs> even when we had computers, he was handwriting a lot of the stuff that that's just an example. I don't want to, I don't want to put my clients in. I, I, I get it. You're not trying to generalize, but I, I, I know yeah. what you mean. It, like, especially wanna... post COVID, like there yeah. were so many who were doing all kinds of just like digital is the only way to go. <laughs> no one wants to exactly. hand oh. each other paper. Yeah, so I loved what happened during COVID as far as digital life is concerned because it forced a lot of restaurants, a lot of um, a lot of my clients to like they finally understood why I wanted to use Dropbox, and they lost their paperwork <laughs> and you know they couldn't find things. I'm like, that's why I file stuff. Look how neat it is in Dropbox for you. And so I do do that as a, as a, as speaking of digital organization, I do do that for all my clients just so that if they lose any emails, they have it all in one spot and it makes my life easy. That's <laughs> a good thing you say that. My, my sister's at this one like city council job place. And it's so funny how many jobs 
uh, kind of go by kind of what private clinics do where they're required to keep certain records for like 10 to 20 years or something like that. And uh, at this particular business, like they got all these records, they're not sure that they need them, but they, so they just got them in one of the, you know, miscellaneous garages, just in case that rare occasion that they might need to pull a file. <laughs> Everything gets digitalized. You know? Yeah. We scanned, uh, I didn't do it. Someone else, thank God did it. Um, he went through all our files. He shredded a bunch of stuff, digitized everything. It was so great and, and found that we only needed to keep things for X number of years. So they don't have <laughs> to keep things indefinitely, especially the paper could be scanned. The average person typically still has to work, again, a nine to five job to pursue their real passion. Mm -hmm. What are tips and tricks that you recommend for others who want to make their main goal, their main day job, but haven't had that opportunity yet? I'm doing my full-time out of fear. And um, I have had some friends during on, on the past. They would just reach out to me because they've seen how long I've been doing this music thing and this oh, acting thing. Sakes. And like, you know, they've been on cover magazines. The advice they gave me is the reason why I'm not doing it full-time is because I'm not spending my time on making money. I'm really big into law of attraction. I think that just because people are successful, again, if it's meant for you, it's meant for you. So um, the reason why is because I just didn't have the money to invest. Uh, after my divorce, my credit tank, I think that it's about structuring your time and asking yourself that question. Um, I think that's the best advice I got. And also from reading is that, is it, does it match your five-year goals? Does it match your 10-year goals? And if you have an answer, that's, then you're going the right direction. If it's a yes, it is matching it. If no, then how much time is it going to take you? Because if I'm basically at the point where I am spending, you know, a lot of time at work. And then I'm a very loyal and dedicated worker. So I'll spend more time than needed sometimes with my day job. Um, mm -hmm. So it's about managing time and not burning yourself out. I'm um, what, what my bestie and I do is we do allow ourselves rest days. And I could have kept working after work, but I took a nap before we talked because I do have to go to film something later. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we're going to be up really late. So yes, take advice to people who are more successful. Yeah, it would be great to make millions. I already have three songs. And if I die with those three songs written and I with all the the music that I wanted to express for my soul come out and see it come to life. I don't have any kids and I don't have a husband, but I do have a family of songs and I want to see them come to life <laughs> and live in the world. And um, it is interesting how kind of like we have our personal possessions and people don't understand how when we are talking about our material is like well all bets are off now it's it's not just our baby it's also our material that we not only own and is part of our brand but we are more than just happy about it like even if it sucks we still exactly. push the most side of it and it's like, yeah. I own that. I was in that. Yeah, I, I like helped it. birth it. Yeah. I don't, honestly, with each and every song, there are some songs I love others, even though there's only four of them. I'm and editing some... someone else's podcast. And <laughs> every once in a while, they were like, tell me if you think it sucks. I'm like, I think you're doing a great job. So what are some other like factors we can use for when 
we get into that inevitable point where like your friend you're on a group project your friends are distressed with it because it's not the way they want it you think it's acceptable but you got to convince them hey you know you're just too close to this. It's not bad. Like you're making it. Yes. Oh, I've, that's happened so many times with my websites, with my clients, with my work. With, <laughs> you you tend to do hate your art when you work on it and you look at it every day. So allow yourself space to step away from it and work on something else. So I have so many projects I can kind of step away and then get back to it. A friend that her recommendation that she tells everyone is to go to go for a walk. And that helps. Right. And at that point, you're not even exercising. Now it's just clear my mind. Just, just make take... yourself do something else. <laughs> Go to the supermarket. Don't keep pounding at the wall. The hole is going to get bigger. Like, <laughs> just, I just made that lineup right now. But um, yeah. Uh, just yeah. Let, let, let's brain. just pretend that that's been your yeah. motto. <laughs> that's your Well, I have website. lots of those. But I have a, another friend that calls me a fortune cookie because I come up with these. <laughs> it's, wow. it's elite elitism. But um, yeah. So yeah. Just as long going, as they don't mean it as a slur. <laughs> uh, just wax poetic okay. because I'm a songwriter. I think that's my answer whenever they say that. But um, yeah. <laughs> your mind needs to take a break, and that's another thing I do at work is I don't make myself take breaks. But if you're coding something, especially, you need to just step away from the computer. <laughs> It'll still be there two minutes. Nobody's gonna get mad if you go for a stretch for two minutes. Nobody, you know. <laughs> You'll be thankful that you, that's why I think when you take a shower, the water running, it puts you in a different space environmentally. All that. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a different environment. It's a relaxing. So when you're trying to manifest things, when you're trying to just have a flow of consciousness, it's when you're relaxed and at ease and you could be thinking about nothing. And that's when the stuff comes. That's when the manifestations become a real thing in, in, in your reality. And um you think a lot of people don't observe what their current reality is they just spend so much time daydreaming in between there's a long conversation (laughs) about this that i just watched um i can't remember the guest on the show but basically (laughs) i don't know should i go here on this podcast no please as long as it's not derogatory go for it is imaginary so some neanderthal decided okay we need to live in a. am just i don't know it could have been a woman because apparently the first ape ever existed with lucy some some african ape or something i'm forgetting the location <laughs> her name is lucy and that was um anyways somebody somewhere could be aliens <laughs> decided we need to have this construct the money is fake our titles are fake um we are living in an imaginary world because we could have we could have easily invented a cohesive world where we don't have to pay money we could just wake up and live life um, and and I am going to shout out my friend, my bestie, who has a book, and that's how she built the 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 reality. It's called Scandinav, a feminist utopia by Lizelle Gutierrez. It's sold on Amazon, by the way. Oh. <laughs> and um, um, but in that in that book, the reality is that no people volunteer to work ten hours, and then the rest of the time you can do art or whatever the f you want to do. I love it. It's a utopian um, thought. And um, yeah, so we don't have to, this construct is real and just because we see it as our 3D reality every day, but it, what you thinking of yourself a certain way and me thinking like that can change um, tomorrow. If somebody 
for 10,000 hours told me that I was a business suit wearing person. I could easily be brainwashed. I'm not saying that I'm easily brainwashed, but we are. You're you getting notice, the disclaimers out of the way. Yeah. Like yeah, if whenever you notice I'm fashion, labeling something a certain way, I always, for instance, do a, I'm not gatekeeping. I'm organizing. I'm a librarian. <laughs> exactly. <here>. So <laughs> like. Cool that you're doing that. Cause you're just like, hey, <laughs> no troll in here. Listen to what I got to say. And points a two and free and you just literally just put them all out there before you flush them out more (laughs) um but yeah i think that about fashion everybody's like oh if you wear your hair on the side that means you're like uh or something but you know whatever the current so like everybody wants to put their hair in the middle i'm like oh that's conforming that's getting everybody to conform into this imaginary world but if you can kind of see it that way, because I'm really big into NDD and uh, near-death experiences, um, because um, being an artist, we don't really, we just kind of float around the ether. That's how yeah. I feel. <laughs> so, um, That's the thing. Like, if you're not at a networking event, you literally are. You are. <laughs> you're a submarine that... ready to surface. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you're in the flow state, right? So I feel like that's really our true essence. and. Um, that's really who we are. We come from love. Um, we're we're not really a thing. We're we're all co- uh, connected, and and <laughs> if you want to talk about reality, we are really connected. Like what I do to you, can affect someone on the other side of the world that we've never met. Um, mm. Even just using the bandwidth on our computer right now affects someone else because this yeah. is <laughs> where I live right now. Yes. It's peak bandwidth time, so everybody's <laughs> bandwidth is getting truncated. <laughs> um, um but people don't really think about that anyway that's my nerdy talk so but so this is a spiritual nerdy talk but um yeah it's all a construct if you look up it's called impact theory yes impact theory yes i freaking love that show but he had this amazing person on there and i can't remember his name but they talked about how everything is an imaginary construct and they went even deeper and they talked about money and how like how that's all a construct and i'm probably messing it up and not saying it as intelligently but tom bilio if those want to look it up yes it blew my mind away about what i thought about reality but yeah some 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 neanderthal became self-aware and then or agreed with the palladians (laughs) maybe i'm taking it too far Uh, the aliens um and that we're going to build this imaginary construct so our there's a whole group of people on youtube who who actually spell it out and they talk about how when we sign our social security and we sign our name we're signing away our actual real life um because we are used as tools regardless yes. of whether we want to be used or not i mean I, I tell my sister she gives me shit all the time it's like why don't you have the facebook app i'm like i'm gonna use google chrome I gave them permission to steal my identity. I did not give Facebook my identity. Oh, you're not permission. on it. I, oh, wait, no, I you are. Google you Chrome. are on. That's how I connected with you. <laughs> okay. Right, but I use Chrome on my phone versus oh, the Facebook I see. app. And, oh, and so, and she, and she, her mind just was making sense of it. I'm like, they're going to steal your data anyway. I'm like, yeah, but I can choose who I let steal my that's, data. That's Google's going to steal it anyway. I don't have to give Facebook. Um. Yeah, but again, you know, all your data is imaginary. Oh, exactly. And our identities are imaginary. There's plenty of other stuff getting stolen that we don't even know is being stolen. <laughs> so, so when I when I um talked about NDEs, I brought that up because then you actually when you're when you're 
if I mean, well, you're allowed to believe whatever. I'm just going off of actual scientific data. I get what you're trying to go for, uh, so. Well, you no, can't really fine. believe what people say when they come back, right? Because you don't know if no. they're telling the truth. But how is it that so many people after coming back, uh, after flatlining, literal, like in the hospital flatlining, have the same freaking story? And um, you can have the similar story if you if you do ask for a projection. Uh, my grandfather that. flatlined back in the day, and yeah, same kind of deal. It's just like you, you're you're gonna believe someone who's actually experienced it versus someone who's you know just making shit up. <laughs> exactly. So um, or doesn't have any alibis, just goes on. Well, so how can all those people? It's a lot now because we brought many. a lot of people back. <laughs> um, they just say we don't have an identity that we realize that we're all connected that they where we realize that um <laughs> that everything we did it affects each other um even even that guy from that cult he when he died jim jones and, and i forgot that good god what have i done that i was wrong but that's one person that said on his deathbed he was wrong so <laughs> Um, anyway, what I mean is that we don't really have an identity, that we're not really who we are. It blows my, it blew my mind, that conversation. And so going back to goals though, honestly, and, and manifesting, if that's true and that is true and my, that's what I believe that, you know, um, that, that, that we are consciousness focused mm -hmm. in, in our body, that we're actually not really here. This is all, this is not imaginary. These are avatars is what I think. So we're, yeah, our, this our, is stop getting confused so we're at really, our appearance. This is, this is really here. We are avatars, but like we are physical, like in the flesh. I, I, that's what I think. People are going to think I'm insane. I can't believe I'm no, talking I, about this No, I know what now, you but, mean. I but um, I, I used to think that that people were like interactive holograms. But no, I, I think we were real and vibrationally. You know, we are vibration, and vibration is a real, very real thing that we can see. I know. In between, it's matter, but they actually, the Haldron Collider, they discovered that there is actually substance to that empty space. So, um, No, that's a good point, because we kind of, I'll see so many people who, like, when they, I mean, exactly with what you're going off of, when they see a cool inspirational speaker, like, I, for instance, was given this wonderful assignment years ago called, like, Rate the TED talk uh, per persona. And Fun. it's hard because they're all qualified. They're all doing yeah. stuff. Most the average Joe's can't do. Right. And I was like, and it was really hard. It was like, just to, I mean, it was a simple number, like find five great ones. Well, I'll, I'll be all here all day. What, uh, how many good ones? Cause can I include, can I have an honorable mention? You know, cause there's going to be a ton to go through, but then right? finding the worst one was hard. Cause, so then I pretty much went with, hey, these guys are all qualified who I've listed here, but it's a conversation that I'm not crazy about. Or maybe this person used their hands a weird way, <laughs> or maybe they used one too many metaphors, got a little too cute for their own good near the end. That was the best I could do because I was like, but overall, I mean, I can't blame any of them for doing what they did and how right. they did it. And they would do it a different way because no one does the same thing the same way every time. <laughs> Right. that's so true even going on stage yeah so many people even... think oh their program they're going to do it exactly the same way i'm like well no yes and no they might surprise you segueing that into manifestation so you can create your future because 
you are creating, co-creating with people. So you need to have, if you have that vision, then you have something to go with. And I think it's important to have goals. And I found something really simple that will help will help me feel like I achieved something and it made me look forward to something. I was reading somewhere in a book, honestly. It's good to, to set vacation days or, or something fun for yourself as a reward. It might not, I don't remember what book I read this one, but um, so like if you set a vacation or like, for example, this concert, there's lots of things happening this week for me, but um, I try to think, I try to think of it as a fun thing. It is, it is a, it could be a historical thing. But um, uh, then you have something to look forward to. So then you have something to work towards. So I think goals are 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 good because once you reach them, you you're gonna want to set another one. It could be vacations though. I love that. Like <laughs> just making your goal yep. a vacation. I'm gonna go on vacation in July, and we're gonna go do this and that. And then you have that to look forward to. Something simple and small, and once you achieve it then you know you can build on that feeling of achievement and keep going and <laughs> yes that made that that caused a wrinkle in my brain <laughs> so i don't know if it's true but they said somewhere i read that if you have wrinkles that's when you have a new thing that's solidified in your brain so that stuck with me who believe what i believe which is there that our we are we continue on after we die our our consciousness so then you'll see all Many, the uh, effects that you've made. And like, I really do believe like the world is the stage and we are actors. So we kind of are. We we really are, know, especially with, like you say, our soul does kind of escape our body. It will at some point. Yeah. So so then then like you don't have to make things so heavy, you know? No. And it doesn't have that's to called be heavy handed. <laughs> It doesn't have to be a dog eat dog world. No, it doesn't. And there's a group of um, entrepreneurial women that follow the school of thought. We are here. We are going to support each other. We're going to support each other for the greater good. And we're going to make win, 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 win situations. I'm not the only uh, female entrepreneur. I got it from another <laughs> entrepreneur. But those that school of thought for the women that have adopted it. it is gosh they're just so much more successful and your business isn't gonna fail that's the thing mm -hmm. because if you water a tree it will grow and live forever so, <laughs> yes so it's we need to do that until that yeah, one we, day where you forget <laughs> that's how you create your legacy um because then then people generations down i'm not trying i mean it would be great if i could create some kind i don't even want people to remember my name i just want people to um a, a sense of well-being overall after i pass away if i've influenced the greater good to have that sense of well-being that will go on forever in essence if it's financial that would be great for my family <laughs> um but uh I don't have kids, so maybe my nieces and nephews. But yeah, I think you know we all we all do it though. We all have a we leave our fingerprint. I want my fingerprint, and I've already known. I already know. Like when when I help a business, it doesn't just help. It doesn't just help that my client. It helps their family. It helps all kinds of things. Um, and you're it, it helps their it. kids. And yeah, I'm so proud of it. That's just one example. When I write a song. And when I play musicians, when we come together in the studio, like that money, you know, some of them have kids that, that, that grows. And then I know that 
because of the people that I've learned from my just and even my mom just starting with that and my mom and dad as entrepreneurs that that way of being um, a boss in a way it's not really being a boss you're in a support role so people who think you're you're if you ever watch the baby boss which I love to watch my nephew he's actually he he commands I'm just making it fun, but he he's commanding in a way that is loving and caring. If you notice at the end of the day, he does, he, he is a nurturing boss. So <laughs> you want to be that way. If you notice um, Tony, Tony Hesh it was such a great entrepreneur because he, he felt people that wanted to go to work at Zappos because they felt supported. They felt like they, they had a camaraderie there. They wanted to be there. You want people to want to be there. So you'll want to be there. So um, again, win, 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 win. When you win, I win. Everybody wins, and then it's it leads to more profitability. People don't call in sick. Um, people don't leave. It costs like twenty, thirty thousand dollars to train mm-hmm. a person. It it costs me money when a band member leaves, and then I have to take the time and the effort <laughs> and reshuffle, yeah, <laughs> and teach them new music. So it made more sense. If you look at my feed on Instagram, everybody that was on in my band came back. <laughs> it wasn't like we ever really broke up, but yeah. I'm just structuring my music business in a way that it made more sense financially to me to do a work for hire type instead of um, having people come in and not practice. <laughs> exactly. and, and and only like it, you can't run a business when only two people are working all the time. Um, it wasn't two. I would say like, three or four but either way like it's it's not even a matter of equality at this point at this point it's just like okay we gotta re redirect who's doing what and just call it a different title you know right so yeah and i um and my actually i was my label has i'm not with them i'm not renewing my contract um i didn't bring me to the spot where they could help me because I didn't finish the EP. So I didn't really, but I'm not using my name. And then the band name is on the contract. So I'm not with the band anymore. I could have renewed. I can still reach out to them. I just, I'm not doing anything. So I'm just wasting money right now. um, If I continue to work with them Um, and there's no sense in making a marketing plan. There's no sense in doing any of that stuff just because I don't have anything to promote. I have my own music. But, you know, my listens, monthly listens have plummeted. Um, So I, I I need to rebrand myself. I need to take as much as money as I can and mark and use it for marketing because it, and I'm not going to have the hundred thousand, obviously, but I can work in my little corner. And when you were talking about, there was one thing that you mentioned that I had a lot of, there are a lot of successful musicians out there who are doing it full time. I'm just afraid to do it. I have tried to do it, but I didn't know where I was a different person then. I definitely am more educated when it comes to the music business. It's never ending though. But it's good that you're being mindful of how to be careful and you you can corner your market and you can you can find a way to um find your audience. Um so I do have and the great thing about Facebook, love it or love it or hate it, and I know that it just there were reports that just came out that said that they they like by maybe ten percent or something by ten over um, estimate your reach. <laughs> right. So, 
but um, but there's still doesn't matter when you look at my metrics and and uh, what I sent to the record company, my reach is like 24 million just on Facebook alone. So even if that's by 10, I'm still in the millions. So if I had a little bit more money to invest, um, <laughs> I could I could have a better reach. So I just need to yeah I need to circle back and 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 it didn't make any business sense to do the, what I was doing. Now, if I had an EP out and we were practicing every week, yes. I mean, if, if we had a show every week somewhere in Texas or somewhere, somewhere at all, it Anywhere. makes sense. Um, because then I would be, I would be breaking even and that's okay. <laughs> um, or to be at a little bit of a loss, like just maybe 20, 30%. I do, um, I do have apps on my phone to you know, check where I'm financially. I'm, in, I'm like very, very negative. So I have to also do another side job and like delivery job um, just to, just to make, just to break even. And I'm okay with that. And I have credit debt and stuff. So, but um, yeah, do all the side jobs that you can, that you can find. Try not to be in debt, try to break even um, with any business. There, There's ways to make money online. I'm just not putting my time I guess what I should do every six months or every month is everything evaluate. is temporary half the time anyway. You know? Yeah. But evaluate like, where am I spending my time? Because I know it could be reallocated in a way that's making money. Um, and I don't ask myself this question enough. One of, one of a very, very successful entrepreneur who was, um, I just sent her a message and she was willing to meet with me on zoom for like 15 minutes. And I know that other people pay thousands of dollars just to talk to her. And she Jeez. told me, you want to make money making moves. So like, if you're spending your time doing this and it makes $30 an hour, how, because I build websites, how can you find a client that will be willing to pay you a hundred for that? 30? <laughs> and, um, you know, how can you, so I, I don't think that way yet because I'm not, I'm not where she is, but I, I need to train myself because it's all, it's all a mental thing. It's hugely mm -hmm. mental. It's hugely about perspective and how you see yourself. Exactly. So and I need to ask. If it's not what questions. you want to do with your time, then yeah, it's going to shuffle around uh, altogether. Um, so you got a few new EPs coming out. I think you said offline. Oh yeah. So an EP is like a three or four song release. And then an LP is six, and then like a record has nine. So I'm glad you classified that. I actually didn't know that. So <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> good to know. I have three songs, and I could release it now, but I really wanted to do four. Wait till it's um, actually ready instead of yeah. And we, ha I mean, all the songs have already been written at, with um, another company that I'm, I'm actually an artist on. It's Tunedly T U N E D L Y Tunedly.com, and um, you can hire me on that app. Um, a website but um i hired all the musicians with that company and i made a Definitely demo post that link so i hired all the musicians um in that company and um it's really inexpensive just to make a demo but it, it didn't sound like the way that i wanted because in the studio we could bounce ideas off of each other but i did it during covid so i'm really big on doing what you can with what you have when you have what you have to make what you want <laughs> I added more to that, but, um, so it was COVID and I, and I, and I had all this free time because I wasn't running around town trying to make a film or do a commercial or whatever. Yeah. I was writing music, um, 
And uh, then when it was done, I presented it. But I knew in my gut, actually, before getting anybody's input, that it, it didn't have that camaraderie studio feel that you can get working with a producer, working with all the musicians and saying, you know, this little part, we need to we need to put this here and we need to, you know, this maybe we're here. We can have some backup singing. And like, I didn't have that. Um, I loved what we did, but it, it wasn't the same energy. So, um, if it's so not I ready, took, it's not ready. Yeah. So it took all the songs and we recorded and I, um, worked with the producer I heard it work with who recorded Fighting Love, um, Kefir at Eagle Still Studios in, in Austin. And I, he's still working with me. And, um, we're, I have one song left and I'm just trying to save the money and also pay off some debt at the same time. So I paused on recording that last song, but we're pretty much done with all the other three songs. I just need to pay for mastering. So yeah, it's a money thing for me. And I probably should do a fundraising thing. I've been thinking about it, talking about it for years, but I like the control that I have over my own music and doing what okay. I want. And going back to what you said about, are there some parts, yeah, it is a co-writing experience. And um, I don't love every part of every song. And I don't love every song. It takes me time. Sometimes I listen to it the first time and I love it. There's one song that I loved the first time I heard it, um, which is just coming out. It's called Tangle Me Up. And that that's that all these songs I wrote, some of these songs I wrote seven years ago and they're finally coming to life. But that first song, iteration of the You got a head start. So yeah. You're, you're cool <laughs> with just, waiting it out. <laughs> well, it's just the where I am financially is um helped me be more stable. Living in LA was very tough, honestly. Like I was Ubering all the time. And that's where I met this lady who owned a real estate company and she she just like you can have whatever you want you just need to make as much money as you need i was like well i'm struggling <laughs> so when i moved back to texas it's just uh it was just a whole different it's a different feeling like it's it, the 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 hustle's different here nice so um it just uh i was able to don't have ever do the same kind of hustle <laughs> have this i mean like an ubering is better now, but it was, it wasn't very good here. So uh, anyway, I got, I had to get a job and, um, I'm grateful for the job I have because it's, I've, I have been able to keep it <laughs> for several years and that's really helped me, um, have a stable it's, income to pay. I'm the same way with you. I have yeah. a wonderful day job that, or shall I say graveyard chef that has helped me just focus on doing stuff that actually makes me happy instead of, oh, when's my next meal? <laughs> yes, and that's not a fun way to live as an artist because then you, it becomes you more get about pretty much work. fed up with the world. It's yeah. like throw a guy a bone. And when exactly. it comes down to you don't have to worry about, hey, you know, work's due or not. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, so that's why I left LA because I I didn't know if I could pay rent. And, and if I didn't drive enough, there were people that weren't sleeping like they would just drive but you can't you can't your app won't let you drive like over a number of hours now but um anyway i'm yeah. not Ubering anymore i'm doing a different delivery service i love it and and um recommend totally because oh seems yeah like... i'm doing amazon flex <laughs> and i effing love it because you don't you're not you know where you're going you know how much you're going to get paid and mm -hmm. um if you I've been doing it for several years now. And if you do it long enough, there are perks, like you can get reserved blocks of time, but I like knowing where I'm going to be 
And I used to do, and I did post this. I used to do um, grocery delivery. <laughs> um, another really great app. If you can find any catering apps, the catering ones are great if you can deliver. So every city has different okay. catering apps. <laughs> but if actually... you can deliver. <laughs> Sorry, so, go ahead. Yeah, I, have you ever been at a catering interview where they wanted to interview five people all at once? Oh, no. <laughs> they um, did that so, one time and I was like, pass. <laughs> no, no, it's not... just an, a work, uh, a gig job. Yeah, it wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> like an app, a gig job, you know, like a side hustle kind of thing. And they, they, they do have the onboarding, but it's like a 30 people in the room and then you give them your ID, just like just like um uber just like you know all of the other gig economy apps but um that's good but if you can find i mean there's tons of websites that have legit jobs on there but if you can do the gate the the catering one sorry um the catering one then you go deliver to like a big conference they'll give you like a hundred dollar tip because it's on the business card so if you can get one of those but the i mean the best i've ever gotten is 20 bucks but that's fine like it only took me like 30 minutes to go get food and then go deliver it to the office, and then I get money. And sometimes it'll be like a cool receptionist, and you can talk about your music, and she'll actually like pull it up on her computer. So, right. um, <laughs> yeah, because it's like usually when I come, it's during lunch, so everybody's like, you know, really happy to see me. That's another cool thing about delivering. I delivered your COVID um, Amazon Flex packages, um, and and the rates were higher, and everybody was so happy to see me. <laughs> yesterday I had a really great run though because um the homeowners were really super super duper nice it was dark but um it's not always that way sometimes you it's it, I mean it's it's very far a few between but there's some really scary like you know Amityville kind of houses in the middle of nowhere oh, <laughs> and the instructions say deliver to the front door I'm like ah! going to your front door step yeah that gets rough <laughs> but the cool thing about the app now because i've seen it grow is you can text people so you can say hey i'm you know putting it by your gate <laughs> right this is a no-go no enter <laughs> yeah i'll just say hey your your package is here it's by the gate you can come get it because like freaking nobody is around nobody's gonna take your package <laughs> there's nobody for miles <laughs> But um, so that's what it's like to deliver in Texas. Anyway, I'm way off subject, but yeah, do side hustles, save your money, um, try to put it in places where it makes sense. And if it's not working, that's the cool thing about entrepreneurship is, or it just doing art. Like if it's not working, don't stick with that thing that's not working too long. Exactly. <laughs> you have to pivot, 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 and then um, then find a better use of your time and money. Totally. And I'm learning. I'm learning because I'm definitely not where all these people who gave me amazing advice is. I need to ask myself that question. You know, what am I doing with my time? How can I make more money with what I'm doing with this skill? Or should I even keep doing it? Totally. If it doesn't feel like it's actually organized or taken off, then let's, let's move. Let's yeah. Move you gotta, you gotta be willing to get rid of a lot of things. Um, Actually, over and over through the last few years, moving from state to state, I've gave up almost everything, and I only had like enough to fit in my tiny um, compact car. And and I've done oh, that geez. several times. Right now, kind of, I have a lot. Like, a, I'm pretty comfortable where I am. Probably too comfortable to. Um, sometimes I wonder if am I too comfortable because that's the, <laughs> also another thing about being successful is it. Um, 
it is being uncomfortable and doing things that, that you know is right for you. So I, I right. just ask, am I too comfortable? You know, <laughs> if it's too easy, then it, it probably is. Um, yeah, well, I haven't had a, a place this nice or enjoyed where I lived in a, like, I think ever, every apartment I live, something happened when I first moved to Austin mm. and I had my first own place and you wouldn't think that, but apparently where I live, my rent was only $600. Can you believe how cheap that is? And I would come home and there'd be a squat team in front and they'll be like, what's going on? And yeah, I'd, I'd ask the cop. Plus the cop was cute. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, they're the, the girl downstairs underneath you is selling meth. And I'll say, oh, oh. <laughs> and all kinds of other drugs. Don't but that tell. happened more than one time. So um, this is the first place I actually feel comfortable. Uh, Describing this encounter. There's no cops. Squat teams. <laughs> Squat. I see what you there. Swat, SWAT teams. teams going after squats. <laughs> there are no SWAT teams, thank God. And um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy where I live right now. I, and don't get me wrong, I want to live in that dream house. Didn't that happen right away, but it's their yeah. family. Their that ten year goal. Um, I do want to have multiple houses. I do want to have a house in Malibu, maybe like one of those mm-hmm. big old. Uh, motherfucking mansion all white modern <laughs> maybe with a tesla parked in the front and a floating st- and a studio that's not attached to the house a recording studio nice. that's my dream <laughs> but then i was like hmm, maybe i should just have my studio in santa monica like far away from the house so that i don't want to go home and take a nap or whatever i don't know <laughs> I, I don't so i could have a business and i could be um it's so expensive, though, to run a business in California, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Fair, yeah. It's, it is but... also less expensive to run a business in Texas. So that's another perk of being here. And there's no state taxes. <laughs> Please don't come to te- don't come to Austin, though. We're too crowded. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it is like there. Um, I live by the freeway. It is always traffic now i'm like dude this is like la this is ridiculous <laughs> it's eight o'clock at night there's not supposed to be traffic on this freeway but there is <laughs> but here you are and you've survived <laughs> yes i can say that one of my um somebody wrote an article about me i can't remember where but that i have grit yeah i have grit and i think as an entrepreneur if you have grit then you you're be able to yeah, you're just stick with what you got. And if it's not working again, what you're doing, then pivot. Uh, so out of all your collaborators who you've been, again, been fortunate to hang out with, uh, how many are uh, on your roster right now that you're working with? It's five on the older version of the band and two of them have moved off so you got like free who are well i don't know if they've moved off i just will be making phone calls to see when they're available for gig that's basically i haven't written anyone off um there are but the cool thing about this is too is that when you're in a band you have some sense of loyalty and i don't have to do that because there are some people when they thought my band broke up recommended some really great r&b players and mm-hmm. um i really would love to work with them because i saw their work and they're like and they're not only just really amazing but they're like really easy to work with and they would work with you like that's what they said so Good. i'm like they don't want to work with me <laughs> so <laughs> i might reach out to them um uh there's on this ep i'm very proud to say 
I feel like I'm getting closer to getting my goal of getting awards or whatever. Well, I've already won an award, but not a lot of people have heard about it. But um, everybody's heard about the Grammys. I have a Grammy-nominated producer who did master one of the songs, and Ian Shear. And um, and then I am trying to set up a studio date to get another Grammy-nominated singer on. And then there's someone else for my next project who's Grammy-nominated. So I'm like this. I'm just so much closer to reaching my goals. You're weighing which of the dominoes you want to have fall and which ones. Yeah, So, but I don't honestly right now. The only person that's constant as far as the band is going um, is my producer. And um, I might, and I think I will, I mean, I for sure will have my same backup singer. But as far as all the other What's really great and also cool to say is that even my backup singer, though, they're all in other bands. They're all out there gigging. They're all out there doing other projects. So right. when I'm ready, they might not be available. And I'm okay with that. So I do have a nice list of. We'll return after these messages. Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, For instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. No, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, Nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous. I don't even know where to Anyways, uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as... Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR, we add them to our queues, we wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S., we are in the U.K., we are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan, we're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation.
people that I really want to work with. I don't know if I can afford them. That's the only thing. <clears throat> so um, I, I don't have anyone that I'm writing with on a regular basis anymore, but I'll probably just go back to Toonly and make a new demo for my next project. Good. Or um, there's actually another company and I, I haven't worked with them, so I won't say their name, but they have a, you can work with Grammy award winning people and you pay 200 bucks a month and you could pick people from their roster and they, good deal. <laughs> they get paid salary, which I actually want to find out how I can get on there. They get paid salary. <laughs> so um, it's such a cool, I think they still, they kind of still the idea. Well, maybe there are other tune leads out there, but it's a very structured like tune lead, except the only thing is everybody gets paid salary and they're doing that full time. Um, I take it you've seen uh, 20 feet from stardom. Um, yes. Yes. The backup singer. For those yes. who don't know, it was a 2013, 2014 documentary about, yes, backup dancers who had made a living doing that. They would tour with very well-known names. Was it, was it, I felt like, was it a, were there backup singers in there too? Backup singers, right? It was backup singers. Yes. Oh, it, okay. it was a documentary. Okay. Yeah, so you said backup dancers. Like, I don't remember any backup dancers. I remember the backup singers. Did I say dancers? I meant singers. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, singers, of course guys, I watched those it. those who heard it differently, or <laughs> if I screwed up and said it a different way, sorry. <laughs> of course I've watched it, because I'm a singer. And um, <laughs> I don't know. I, again, that's the same thing where I'm at, right? They're probably afraid of going to the next step. Like, you'd have to quit your touring job with a, that pays you money to do music. <laughs> and that'd be a tough place, especially if you've been touring with someone, I don't know. Well, just with someone billboard breaking, because a lot of them were. Like, right. that would be tough for me to, it'd be the same thing as me wanting to leave my job. Like, mm -hmm. am I willing to do that? Am do I willing want to? to? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, then I'm going to have to go back to singing in small bars and not see the big audience that they're pulling in. And Mm -hmm. do I have what it takes like it's all those things but again it's it's all about getting started and just breaking away and doing that <clears throat> and, and if, if if it were the case um if you talk to someone I don't remember what book it is but basically what they say is if you're planning to do that you need and I'm not there and not anywhere but anyways the best way to do it is through uh, someone else's advice to save six months to a year of your salary and then leave your job and then go pursue your passions. And um, if you have family and kids and you have a very tight budget, then you don't have what they call in the financial world, a kicker. So you don't have that money to, to put back for the next month. And that makes it very tough. Right. And if your credit shit and you can't get a business loan, you're a little bit screwed for the next seven years. That's what happened to me. But my seven year mark is a bad luck is ending next year. So my credit score should you be got back. this girlfriend should be fine. And I could maybe get a business loan. I'll just but go ahead then, and say it. You, you got this in the bag. You got it. <laughs> awesome. And then, um, and I just learned that from my parents and also from Asian entrepreneurs in my family. So, but I, I learned from my best friend and also from other people um, in our circle, how to invest money. And that really made a huge um, impact but I, the way that I have invested I can't get any of that money out <laughs> so, mm -hmm. I, um, I like I shouldn't use it I should just ignore it. it's really not that much but when you had when you are negative in your bank account and only having a hundred dollars it feels really great so um so yeah it's so I'm, hard I'm, to put away though too because sometimes you might not get anything from it other times 
Exactly. Well, that's why that's why you shouldn't just save your money because the interest rates for saving your money in a savings account and plus where we are, they're insane. Um, it's really, really, really low. Like you're not going to make any money. Like back mm-hmm. in the day, you could get like eight percent, like zero point eight percent, which is almost a a whole percent. <laughs> you yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna. You want to think about compound interest and um, EFT if ETFs when you're investing. And I'm not a financial person, so disclaimer, <laughs> but. ETFs, um, anything that you can invest in the Fortune 500 with ETFs is the way to go. And um, so, yeah, I was just a little bit, but, you know, that's better than nothing. And I, I mean, I, I probably will die. Well, no, I won't, because honestly, we're doing this pilot and my financial situation might change, but there's always a promise of the next project and you hope that it kicks. <laughs> but that's when, when you talk about vacations my my vacation is the, my next project in it, whether or not it'll explode. Right. That determines the next course of action. So when I pick up a project, though, it's really fun because I get to nurture it and be a part of that and um, be with the team. And, oh, my God, this, this next project that I'm working with, all the people that I'm meeting in music, the people who are involved with it are very high up there in the totem pole compared to where I am. Well, they're just, I have, they've been doing it for maybe for the one that is ahead of the whole thing is, I mean, he's been doing it for decades. He's, he's, he's the head, the top dog in my life, <laughs> but everybody is so for amazing. Now. So super talented. Um, And you can tell when you're, you've done something right when you're working with the right people. Cause that's how I feel. I feel like it's so cohesive and and that we're we we're a really good team working together, like all the people. I'm just really amazed on how talented everyone is, and and I'm not the smartest person in the room. And then uh, I'm yes, super, you are. <laughs> I'm super grateful that I'm not the smartest person in the room and don't have the most <laughs> skills. Um, there are the the people that I'm working with are are very very skilled and very talented, and I'm super duper grateful for to be just a part of this project and it could be his story making it could be if it is then we are making history right now so and then and then the other thing is a news show and um we're going to it's on public broadcast or just like wayne's world that's the best way i can explain it everybody Mm -hmm. every city has their own public broadcast um and it's called austin texas musicians news and we're just (laughs) talking about um and the music industry, I feel like because of South by that's going on right now, it does affect everyone. Um, so people do look at Austin as a music place, bringing you the news, my my face and a cast of other people on there. I really dig Spectrum News. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, I don't watch TV and it's really funny. Um it's actually yes, pretty it, common. There's so many uh, who don't work in yeah. so here's, what area they work in. <laughs> you're so exciting. I went on Instagram this morning. I was working last night, but um, a lot of my Asian friends, even I had a show called XO Dating. I went by my real name, but um, it's on YouTube if y'all want to watch it. And Russell, <laughs> that <sounds awesome. laughs> Russell Fung was on the Oscars last night. So he mm-hmm. was one of my cast members. I produced and produced that whole shebang. And I also had a lot of people help me and they were amazing nice. also. Um, but yeah, so he was on TV and not just him, just I want to shout him out because I worked with him and he was awesome to work with. 
he's been in big big projects but he was at the oscars on the on stage and then lots of other people on my instagram feed who are asian so they were not watching the oscars they were freaking in it and um i don't watch tv but it i have done extra work i have i did i was i have been on tv a few times just you know nobody remembers me it's fine but yeah i'd rather be on tv than watch it and honestly i don't watch a lot of movies anymore either i don't have time i am doing making use of your time it's good yeah um or if i'm not i'm i'm resting and when i my day of resting is the same as my mom's like she just lays in bed like because she (laughs) i don't know she's not she's they're retired but um she used to be like everywhere all the time doing everything and that's kind of like how i am um but i don't now that i'm older too i'm very 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 selective with who i hang out with and i hang out with mostly myself uh, 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 me myself and i it's a great combo fortunately and unfortunately making art for me is it's not for everyone the beginning stages of creating is a very solo project even the post-production part is very solo exactly that's the parts that people don't see like i'm always working so <laughs> yeah i mean <clears throat> the production people can come and help i mean i do um if you co- show up tomorrow in production i'll definitely put you to work you'll have fun and time will fly by really fast <laughs> sweet but you'll be tired so tired like being at the restaurant <laughs> at the end of the day and you'll get a real good night's sleep <laughs> nice working on production work um if you're hands-on is is very exhausting but can be very fun and rewarding and the friendships and that you make on set if you're on a healthy set um i have been on an unhealthy set it was actually a lot of kids that it was a major television i won't say the name of it it was a major television production i was an extra but man this guy was yelling at the kids the whole time he was upset and angry and the kids were mean, but I don't think it was the kids. I think it was the environment and you can't have a director, you know, you can't just, you can't have that. So anyway, um, it yeah, happens. And, and if, and the best sets that I've been on, it doesn't matter if you're the executive producer, it doesn't matter if you're paying for it. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody picks up something, helps each other out with everything. Um, it's very Me. thoughtful. You mean some of your best friends on some of the worst productions ever? Yeah, yeah, uh, is 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 very well. Uh, my favorite productions are when people are thoughtful from top to the bottom, and um, the bigger productions, honestly, the, the big stars they can't talk to you. They're not supposed to. They'll get sued. Yeah, I I feel you on that because I, I was on some of those non-union productions <laughs> at, uh, like up in Dallas and Austin as well as just awesome. Yeah, so you and, know they, and, they're not supposed to talk to you. Yeah, and, and you would see so many as like, okay, we can do this because it's a non-union state. <laughs> Doesn't apply on a major motion picture. Like if you come up to the lead, you're going to be slapped and told to leave. You know, you know. Oh well, no, maybe not just, slapped, but you're going to be told, hey. They tell you they should tell you in the green room or the holding area that you're not supposed to talk to them. But I, it's but the really crew should be nice. What, like the crew should be nice, and your and PA needs to be your bestie, like during the whole shoot. Or not your bestie, but just like they always ask coordinators you. Coordinators were pretty yeah, cool. You, yeah, if you need anything, they usually just hang out with you and talk to you while you're waiting. My best experience has actually been on an episode of Cheaters. That's how ridiculous. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
playing a maniac with a samurai sword it's <laughs> wait you you were the maniac with the samurai sword? yeah i was the guy doing <laughs> the cheating it was fun but that's that's fun. easy wait, way to make 200 wait, bucks you made, just... you made real fake television reality yes. television and, oh and oh that's the thing so many people no, don't know, realize that reality tv is you know just i judged. had i didn't make the cut but i was audition and I, I cried because it was for um <laughs> chloe's Kar- kardashian's uh fitness thing and oh, it, and i cried on the call so i didn't make it maybe they thought i was crazy i'm usually very emotionally stable but they asked me i've never had abs right so that's really what i, I almost had abs like right here last year but then i got sick or whatever mm-hmm. actually it was the 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 allergy thing i wasn't getting any sleep anyway um they asked me when have you ever really truly loved your body? And I'm like, never. And I cried. <laughs> but I could have, I could have been on her show. But anyway, I didn't. I didn't make the cut. Uh, you know. But I. Um, it could I, be snappy. <laughs> during during that time, no, they were really nice. Honestly, dude, oh, it good. was just it was just how I felt about myself. And it, and it's so funny. I look back when I was younger, and I'm like, damn, I was skinny. Why am I so mean to myself? People who or even just taking on projects that clearly they're doing just because their agent has said, Hey, you want to be stay relevant, do the easy thing, you know, do a reality show. I mean, if you really hate it, I would do reality. There's a lot of things that I probably would do. If you, if, if there was a shampoo bottle or whatever, I probably would promote it just, but there for me, my personal fine line is morality. So like if morally I don't feel comfortable doing it, robbing stealing murdering let's just say i hope no one knows (laughs) but um i won't do it but you know if it's being stupid on screen i I might do it um if it's (laughs) being i don't know throwing a pie in my face i probably would do it that sounds like fun actually if you're gonna pay me you're gonna pay me sag rates to have a pie thrown in my face a couple times i probably would do it not not like not like consecutively every day i would not do that right (laughs) <laughs> make sure to spill it out yeah i don't like what you tell um so you you've scored have yeah. a few movies that have come out uh one that came out last year that was like a festival and lost in terror dimension and you got to score that one yes okay so it was a tricky trick um i wasn't the tricky only trick. I, love it. <laughs> I wasn't the only one so that was a my bestie she made that film with her uh, our mutual friend cat leto cool. and um it was seven years in the running it was very guerrilla style filming so it definitely we didn't have the red camera you know we didn't they didn't have and i would for those who don't know guerrilla is when can be anything like experimental filming without a permit but grab the camera and there is a proper much like every style there is a proper way to do it that was the thing she it was new to her i had already been in a part of a few films with brand new filmmakers saw the mistakes they were making I also realized I made a lot of mistakes in those because I was too vocal about what was going wrong. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to do that to my best friend. So I wasn't in it. And she did ask me several times, but I know that I would have ended up kind of taking it over. And I didn't want to do that. (sighs) Yeah. Um, That is rough, though, because that will stay with you because you're just like, yeah, and that's where our loyal friendship is. And I knew the, the budget wasn't there to do what she wanted because i knew what she i could see her vision Mm -hmm. and if you take the time to watch the film and you if you if in your mind when you before you watch it like imagine how well 
this movie would have been made if it had a two million dollar budget or something i mean we probably could have done really great with even a half a million just with the way that's that what sucks though the whole what if bootstrapped game it. Um, <laughs> but honestly when i saw it before it was completely done because it took so long that the people who originally were in it were like this is taking too long and they they were you know it's la so like everybody's working out five projects at one time and some of them pay and some of them don't and when the other ones pay more money people have to leave the ones that are not paying that's what i talked about pivoting you know you have mm-hmm. to be where the money is so that's what they did um but here i am you know not living the la hustle i had made a window it was before i started my ep so i wasn't my mind was somewhere else i was like okay you know and covid had just ended I can give you some time because nobody's asking me to do anything right now. COVID just ended. I, um, I'm not going to go in the studio yet. I hadn't started my band. I hadn't met all these people. I felt like the timing was perfect for her. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I could come in and I didn't score it. Someone else had already scored it, um, but he didn't want to do the rest of the film. I mean, seven years, long, long time. When you think about these films that had the budget, like Lord of the Rings, yeah. of course they want to stay on that's where the money is <laughs> like you're getting paid like really good just to do what you love for seven years or however long years yeah so like, she did pay me but very like very very i didn't ask her i didn't give her a rate like I, if it were at that point in time i would have charged her 100 an hour just because i have decades of experience but i didn't do that i um i didn't charge her i just let her pay me whatever she's my best friend and honestly we've been at this since the beginning i feel like of our journey and we if you look at my red carpet photos if there's a woman on there red carpet she's her, yeah, yeah so like he knows how to work with the red carpet when you go you have to have a certain personality you can't stay with your friend the whole time you have to network hand out your cards you, you gotta make those connections make the time work so i was like well let me finish it so i did write some parts i think i could be remembering this one but they you have to set a due date on amazon to launch yeah. So, so I had to make that it's deadline. It's got to be on the money. It cannot be an estimate. <laughs> yeah. So I had to meet that deadline. So I had um, a window time. I worked on a day and night tirelessly. After work, I would just immediately start working on editing, writing music. I didn't write every part again. There's just the ding, 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 the piano part, the scary mm-hmm. part. I wrote that. <clears throat> um, I didn't write all the music. It is stock, but we have rights to it. Um, some of it stopped. You've Not done all, all the paperwork. <laughs> um, and we did actually get a concession from YouTube, and I, I I contested it. But she's also studying to be a lawyer, so it, you know, I showed them all the proof. Like I sh- I literally opened the film and showed them like this is the only parts where the song is from this frame to this frame where I didn't write it, or it wasn't the other dude's theme music. So he wrote <laughs> the theme music for, it and then the scary piano scenes I wrote and then everything else, um, especially the end credit where the big music is, where the compose it's composed with the orchestra. That's not me. I wish it was me, but it wasn't. I'll pretend um, <laughs> That's stock. And then there were very little special effects. Actually, there were a few frames of special effects when I got the film that were unfinished where they didn't put the dots in the right place. So it wasn't talking <laughs> like when he puts his hand out like this, um, he puts out his hand to stop people several occasions the the trackball was in the wrong place or the dots where you track it i used adobe after effects and i just i don't know if i i had to take a, another frame and po- put it on top of another frame 
And then I repositioned the dots so that each tiny frame would show that it's actually pointing to the right place. It was very tedious, but um, I had learned how to do special effects when I was very young. It's called rotoscoping, by the way. Yes. This was so much easier to do in Adobe After Effects. It, it, even though I did do it in a way that was frame by frame, they let you um, tween effects because I'm such a nerd. I taught myself how to do that a long time ago. Anyway, it was so much it's easier. Great process, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I picked it up pretty fast. And then um, there are many, many scenes that the... So you can... So when I watched it, you won't know, but you could tell when they were like, when they started the project, yeah. it wasn't finished. And so then there were a lot of scenes that needed special effects that didn't have special effects that I added to it. Um, and then there were scenes that had special effects near the end that were in the wrong place. <laughs> like oh. it wasn't, it wasn't on their hand. It wasn't shooting at the right part of the body, things like that. I had to do frame by frame and completely redo. There were sound effects for scenes that were pretty bad. Um, I asked them for new new fairy scenes because we didn't have it um, synced to the right mouth movements. So I had to re... Um, actually, for that scene, that we added, I added some pretty cool special um, effects to that particular fairy scene in the dark. And then instead of showing her mouth, um, we showed the special effect instead of her mouth moving. But if you're my friend and I love you and we have really good, respectful relationship, she does a lot for me too. And so... I will do anything for you. And that's where I was with her. And um, we finished it. And I... then I was already on Film Freeway doing another project. I'm not going to say the festival, but I got to judge a bunch of music videos. Um, so I knew about Film Freeway already. So it's on one of the panels. It's just all remote, by the way. There's nobody actually at sitting, you know. These are all real organizations that are on Film Freeway, but the one mm -hmm. that I was a part of as a judge was remote. And um, anyway, I knew about Film Freeway. I was like, let's submit to Film Freeway. They already had their own particular list, and some of them were already in Film Freeway. So that's just anyone that's making a indie film. You can submit in on Film Freeway. And the thing about it is there's a pro, there's some pros and cons. The pros is don't submit to every single one. Every single festival has their own set of rules. Mm -hmm. And they, not all of them are... looking for that. They're looking for people who are contributing to warring festivals and they might even just say hey thanks for the 50 bucks but we're not going to screen it because you're screening yeah it so our make sure they're real make sure screen they're it real. under a different name just to be yes. safe different poster yeah it's... and they have an office and the cool thing is that we all lived in la so all we have to do is just look at the names and then look at somebody and the cool thing about i love love about Facebook is that you can see who's friends of friends. Not everyone, yeah. not everyone hides their friends. As far as the film fairway is concerned, you want to make sure it's a legitimate festival. It's a That's all. Actual place. It could be a tiny, tiny one. Like they could just have it in their school auditorium. I'm not saying that. That's what we submitted to. Um, some of the I ones know. I looked at that we won that that I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, this one's really good. So we yeah, between I the three of us, <laughs> between the three of us, we could see. Um, we actually, so we lived in LA, so we knew the buildings that they were holding it in. Like, oh yeah, no, they have you that. You could and scout we, the location before yeah, we could, submitting. We would know that it would be there. I don't live there anymore, but I like, oh no, I've been there for Back some of kind your of event. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's on or there, it, but it's not open. Yeah, or like I Ubered, so like I know where a lot of these buildings are. So I was like, oh no, that's a real place. Like, you know, that's not, <laughs> they didn't just make that up. For and now. <laughs> so, and there would be pictures of the, the actual events they have. Like 
if they're a film festival, they'll have like a screening, they'll have screening parties, which are fun. So you want to look for those kinds of clues. And then a lot of times they'll have an office or an office number. You can call and ask some questions. I, we didn't do that. It takes too much time. We just added yeah. a good list. And then we submitted. The publicist to... won't even know the info. So I'm glad you saved yourself. Yeah. There were a few that were questionable that they sent me, but I didn't help them with the submission process. I built the website. So if you want to go to it, it's lostinterrodimension.com. Uh, it sure. has everybody's info on it. You can watch it um, on Amazon. And we did win a lot of uh, film festival film. Sub- submissions yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's a love story and it's sci-fi. Sci-fi romance, yeah. Yeah, and um, about going in and out of dimensions and there's this evil overlord in a way that's chasing them. And... What other kind of overlord is <laughs> <laughs> And um, I'm not going to give it away, but it is a love story at the end. But there's, there's, there's action um, in it. And I helped finish, I helped take that um, and it was a win for me just because it felt fucking good to help my friends who have been working on it for seven years. I'm happy for you. Um, take it to the finish line. And, and and then also, you know, I know it has a cult following. Like it's, if you're bored one night and you're looking for something online, this is a fun movie to watch. Totally. Um, I, I guarantee you, you'll probably be up on even voodoo roku tubi oh you know, they maybe. love those kind I mean, of obscure yeah it's a it's one movies. of those like it could have a cult following and it could have it could have a sequel it could people are looking for stuff that's just like if you're sacrifices into if you're budget. into like obscure things that are done pretty well it I didn't mean, focus on being expensive you know, yeah, like it's a fun movie that Lost in Terror Dimension has a nostalgia to it. Um, but we did get we did get a few write ups online from movie critics that love that kind of thing. So um, they magically found them and they they did cr- cr- uh, give us good reviews. And you know, I agree with those reviews because it is, yeah, said it has a, it's a cult classic kind of following, kind of like it could have been shot in the eighties. The way people come together to help complete a project is such a beautiful thing. And that's what I love about music, too. To see the end project is so rewarding. And that's why I love art projects so much. Making a film, writing a song, um, putting together an event, all those things and all my skills can help put those things together and it's rewarding to see everybody smile and say look we did this together and like i've had those moments and that's a win 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 well it's been a delight having you on here and thank you for having great having me. once again just another natural storyteller who's all about just organic material and keeping at it and realizing how to balance it and all the other endless material to where ultimately a decision must be made and you're going to continue to break through it but thank you i'm glad that we had this chat because all together we're mainly just this is just healthy reflection time follow us on the web on facebook twitter and instagram The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a